Welcome to FanR Podcast, a series of podcasts featuring a variety of topics, issues, and events relating to the nuclear and radiological sectors in the UAE and across the globe. The nuclear and radiation sectors around the world are undergoing changes. With the advent of new technologies and an increasing demand for clean, reliable energy. At the same time, there is also an increasing demand for radiotherapy. Amid such changes, nuclear regulators are exploring methods to become more agile in responding to such changes by developing robust regulatory frameworks that will ensure the protection of the public and the environment, while empowering operators to extract the benefits of new and emerging technologies. In this edition of the Fanner Podcast, we speak to the Honorable Christopher Hansen, the chair of the U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission, about the future of nuclear regulation and radiation protection. As the president of the recent uh, IAEA International Conference on the Effective uh, Nuclear and Radiation Systems, hosted in the United Arab Emirates, um, what did you think of the overall conference? Oh, I thought it was I was really pleased with how dynamic and engaging it really was. And, and the panelists and the participants, I think, really made it so. Um, I appreciated the use of technology that was really facilitated by our, our gracious hosts at Fanner. Uh, the use of polling, videos, et cetera. Um, the use of the IAEA app, uh, other kinds of ways of engaging for the audience. Uh, the poster sessions, I thought, were, were quite good. And, I, and one of the highlights for me was the youth panel as well. Um, and the amount of, of interest we got from youth all over the world, we had 56 entries uh, that were then kind of narrowed down to five finalists. And I thought all of the presentations were excellent and certainly agreed with the results that uh, the group from Fanner really stood yeah, out yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. with their nuclear were, Ferris wheel app. Yes, yes. I thought that was, was really remarkable as a way to kind of um, uh, uh, foster public engagement and trust in the regulator at scale, which is really the, the key to that. So um, I've, I've been incredibly impressed and, and pleased with the conference. So a great pleasure to be a part of it. Awesome. So with, with, with that said, and uh, obviously you were impressed with, uh, with uh, what the youth presented, do you see any of their ideas being implemented? Well, certainly some of the app-based uh, things and 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 uh, and so forth. But uh, I, it was the young man from uh, Argentina, I think, who had a kind of a numerical model for doing a graded approach to risk inspections that I thought was really interesting um, and and worth considering about how to prioritize agency resources when they're limited in that way. Um, so I thought there were a number of ideas that were really worth considering further and thinking about how to, how to implement our own apprenticeship, uh, program in the U S which was one of the finalists. Um, the participants in that program have a lot of ideas about how to kind of take that program to the next level, uh, in terms of developing the future, um, competent and confident regulators. Yes. And speaking of the future. With what, with all the challenge, the changes and challenges in the, the nuclear sector, um, which we're facing today, uh, you know, with climate change and the energy crisis to even technological advancements, do you think as world regulators, we're ready to handle those challenges? 
and changes? I do think we're ready to handle them. And I think this this conference and the, the level of engagement and the kinds of things that we're discussing at this conference are indications that we are ready. Uh, um, uh, Ms. Alshehi this morning from Fanner made a remark in my in a, the panel I was hosting on um, um, uh, future of, of uses of medical isotopes and um, and so forth. She talked about not just preparing for the future, but actually shaping the future. And the way, <laughs> which I thought was a, a very apt um, and appropriate way of approaching this. Yesterday uh, in the panel on leadership, we talked about, you know, they talked about skills and capability development, how to deal with new technologies um, that are both opportunities and potential threats in terms of security. Um, the fact that we're leaning into those things as a global regulatory community, um, I think shows in a lot of ways that we are ready. We may not have all the resources, uh, we may not have all the answers yet, but um, that we're developing the regulatory frameworks that we're communicating and collaborating with each other to come up with a uh, global um, set of approaches and, and potentially standards, um, I think are all very positive signs. Okay. And being uh, the, U the U.S. NRC uh, chairman and with around uh, over 90 nuclear reactors uh, licensed and regulated by the NRC, what role does the U.S. NRC play in driving the international nuclear community to prepare for the future through its international cooperation? A couple of things, I think. One is uh, around our uh, values and our principles of good regulation. So things like um, independence, uh, not isolation, but in independence, right, from, the, from, the, from our licensees, uh, openness, transparency, efficiency, etc. I think the other one is around uh, uh, technical uh, aspects where um, we've, we have some experience around technologies that are getting a lot of attention, but we also know that other countries have expertise around technologies uh, that we don't have. Um, uh, for example, I was in Japan um, uh, last fall, and um, the Japanese uh, nuclear research uh, community has a lot of experience around high temperature gas reactors. We haven't done a lot of that in the United States, so there's a real opportunity for us to learn about the safety and technical aspects of that technology, and and we are uh, and we are we are doing that. So and we're sharing what we know about say boiling water reactor technology with our friends in Canada and working together on safety reviews. So, and I think that kind of fits in with the theme of trust that we spoke about uh, uh, during. I think one can learn. But you can learn from each other. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. No, I think we, we have to because the because the technology is changing so quickly. And, and you know, we don't know, you know, which technologies are, may emerge as, as the standard or right. a yeah. small group are. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of have to be um, uh, hedging our bets a little bit and be familiar with a lot of different things to see what really then does kind of emerge as the lead. Yeah. So during the conference, uh, you chaired a special panel uh, discussion on regulating a modern era of medical and radioactive materials, facilities and applications. The journey continues. Mm -hmm. In your opinion, how important are such initiatives to support developing countries 
when it comes to improving access to radiotherapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm quite passionate about this topic, I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I wanted to have this special session. Yeah. As, as, as you know, um, a lot of the attention uh, conferences are around nuclear reactors, and, and uh, deservedly so. But um, the medical, uh, agricultural, and industrial uses of radioactive sources really touch more people in their everyday lives. And, uh, and coming together as regulators, certainly having uh, the regulatory infrastructure, the, the rules, <laughs> but also the people and the organizations are necessary, but not entirely sufficient to um, uh, enable wider adoption of these things, right? The technologies themselves. That's part of what IAEA, I think, has been doing is they're providing some of the devices for countries. And uh, and I think it can be a role for the NRC, um, uh, you know, as well as some other developed countries to help our um, our, our neighbors in the developing world you know, have some of that uh, regulatory infrastructure in place. One of the things I learned that that is that is a real issue for uh, developing countries is um, the fate of disuse sources. So, what do we do? What do they do with those after they're after they're done? And um, the storage and disposal of those sources uh, is 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 becoming an issue. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Especially when those sources are flowing across borders. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. But nobody wants to. No one wants to take responsibility for it. Well, the generators don't, and so yeah. when, you know. But but having some some consensus and some standards around that, yes. I think, could be the one of the things that we uh, grow into as a community. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, based on that, the international community, what what could they do to su- to support more with uh, these kind of initiatives? Well, I, I think one of the ideas that I, I've been exploring and and um, that I'm interested in exploring further are kind of regional hubs for training and technical assistance. You know. Um, the IAA is doing a little bit of this at the University of West Indies. Um, I, you see Argentina playing a significant role. Morocco is playing a significant role in this regard, but bolstering and building up those regional centers then so that uh, uh, developing countries can go there, get trained, um, even potentially share inspection resources. Um, you know, uh, um, um, in order then to kind of go back to their home countries and enable these safe uses. So I think the international community has a, has a very big role to play uh, in this area. And uh, finally, what did you feel was the biggest eye-opener to you uh, from all the discussions and recommendations during, during the conference? Yeah. Is there anything that stood out in particular? I haven't had anything that's really jumped out yet. In mm-hmm. a way, the conference has been very validating. Okay. That yeah. <laughs> all of the, a lot of the issues that the NRC is uh, working on, workforce development, preparing for technologies of the future, adapting to rapid changes in medical technology and other safe uses, countries big and small around the world are also um, uh, wrestling with that. Um, I, I, so... It, at the conference, I think so far, it's been very, okay, 
we've got this kind of common set of problems. Let's then, I'm, I'm hoping, and, and Director General Victorson and I will be thinking about a set of actions then that are concrete and achievable that then we can go and set forth and kind of try and address these problems, hopefully on a global scale. Hopefully, hopefully. And I wish you the best of luck with <laughs> thank that. Thank you. <laughs> we thank the Honorable uh, Mr. Christopher T. Hansen for his time. Thank you very much. I hope This was great. <laughs> yeah, I really okay. appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Fanor Podcast. Join us next time to hear more about the latest developments in the nuclear and radiological sectors in the UAE and across the globe.